Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello dear listener and welcome back to Owning It The Anxiety Podcast. For this episode I want to go back and look at one chapter in my most recent book Naked and it's all about the power of vulnerability. This particular chapter looks at envy and jealousy and social comparison which can be such a trigger for anxiety have really been so for me um, and for this we're looking at the truth that I lay out that says someone else's success does not take from yours. I really hope you find this helpful. I will often dip in and out of the content that's in my books and to bring your attention back to them. All three books are available widely online and in bookstores Um, and thank you so much for listening. Mark my words, if you manage to get to a point in life where you've successfully turned the volume down on your inner critic, the voice of self-doubt or imposter syndrome that resides within so many of us, or you manage to convince it that despite what it whispers to you, you're not totally shit, it will be one of the greatest achievements of your life. I'm what you might call an oversharer if you've been listening to this podcast for long or following me on Instagram. I'm someone with no filter really. I once told an entire audience among which included my mother and my elderly relatives about the time that my own mother checked in on me about a previous relationship to make sure I was on the receiving end of what she considered an acceptable number of orgasms. I'm pretty sure I gave my 70 something year old uncle a mild stroke in that moment uh, and my mother absolutely died and she'll die again now that I'm repeating the story here. However, I don't tend to shed about this particular insecurity from the rooftops and the reason is because I'm afraid of how it makes me sound. On first impression, it's not the most endearing of anxieties to share. Vocalising your feeling that someone's success has made you feel bad about yourself could ostensibly suggest that you just don't want other people to enjoy success, that you can't be happy for others when good things happen for them, or worse, that you're the kind of person who needs to bring other people down to feel better about yourself, or that you're just selfish and childish and jealous or even mean, and nobody wants to be that person. Let's start by clearing that up. First of all, all of our insecurities are selfish in nature because they relate to the self. That's why we tend to keep them to ourselves. Secondly, describing them as childish is also fair, you might argue, because the part of our brain governing these threatening feelings, which are the amygdala, behaves much like a child. And yes, you are indeed experiencing jealousy and envy, but that's a perfectly natural human emotion. As long as you recognise it and you address it, and you know that it's ultimately your issue and not theirs, it does not have to get ugly. It's something you can manage 
and learn to flip on its head. And that's what I hope that this brief chapter from Naked will help you do. If you're feeling sensitive towards or even resentful of the success of those around you and you feel ashamed about these feelings, rest assured that it's an incredibly common, if rarely discussed, affliction. Nobody wants to admit that their green-eyed monster has struck again and as such we don't tend to hear about it and we continue believing we're the only person feeling this way and if we really feel this way then what kind of person are we at all? Though it can sound nasty on the surface, when you peel back the layers you'll see that it's not necessarily about wishing other people ill or wanting bad things to happen to them and it's not that you can't be happy for others, you are not evil. What's more likely than all of these things is that the insecure part of your mind is taking another person's outward expression of achievement and using it as a mirror through which you evaluate yourself internally. And it's known as social comparison and I've talked about it so many times on this podcast. We all do it, we have always done it and yes, it's a real bitch. Social comparison is a subject with which I have for so long been fascinated and I've written about it extensively and it seems to be so widely experienced and it impacts us in ways that appear to only be negative from what I can see yet it's one behaviour we really struggle to get a handle on. With social comparison, you measure your own success and even your own self-worth against the success of others. Jealousy or envy can be a symptom of social comparison when you're stacking yourself against someone with whom you view as similar to yourself, such as a colleague, a friend, or someone whose achievements could be within the realm of possibility for you. We don't tend to get caught up in the crosshairs of social comparison when it comes to someone we don't view ourselves as similar to. For example, I don't feel envious of my older brother's success as a financial whiz kid because it's not something I can relate to or that I'm particularly interested in. In fact, if you asked me to perform a simple sum on the spot, I would probably break out in hypes. It's really only an issue I experience when someone has done something that I want to do or have tried to do. Someone whom I consider as part of my peer group with similar ambitions to me. With social comparison, how you view yourself privately in your own head and behind the scenes feels very much at odds with how successful you are perceiving your peers or those within your wheelhouse to be. And of course, that could be professional success, social success, however you choose to define it. Before I go any further, I want to address the question, is there any difference between jealousy and envy? There is. While conversationally we'll bounce between the words jealousy and envy when describing the not-so-nice feelings I've chronicled so far, there is technically a difference. Envy is typically defined as the emotion of wanting what someone else has. You lack a desired attribute that someone else enjoys. Jealousy, on the other hand, is an emotion under the fear umbrella, where we fear that something we possess or own will be taken away from us. Take the very common feelings of jealousy and envy when it comes to matters of the heart. If you want to be with someone who's already in a relationship with someone else, the emotion you might feel will be that of envy. You want what they have. If you're the person in the relationship, however, and a third party makes a pass at your partner, the emotion you might feel would be jealousy. But of course, you can sometimes feel both at the same time. You can be jealous that someone is flirting with your partner, fearing you could lose them, but you can also be envious that the person with whom your partner is flirting possesses attributes that you feel you lack, such as thinking they are better looking than you. Similarly, they might both be at play when it comes to social comparison and fearing that someone else's success would take from yours. You want what they have and you feel inferior in light of their success, the hallmarks of envy, but you are also afraid that your chance of success will be limited or taken away from you, which we now understand as jealousy. If you're trying to understand which emotion you're feeling, neither of which are any fun, you need to take into consideration the wider context. So there are two kinds of envy. With passive social comparison, the feeling is almost always a case of envy. So let's stick with that for now. The negative envy we feel as a result of social comparison can manifest in one of two ways, according to Dr. Robert L. Leahy, author of The Jealousy Cure. There's what he calls depressive envy and hostile envy, and we can experience them individually or both at the same time. 
See if you can recognize either of them in yourself here. The former is what we feel when we take someone else's success and correlate it with our own perceived misfortune. For example, a peer does well and it makes you feel as though you're not good enough. You feel inferior, you feel down, you feel like a pile of shit. Sound familiar? The latter is what you experience when you feel resentful about someone else's success. I'll take one for the team here and raise my hand on this one too. Though objectively it's merely shining a light on your own secure, your own insecurity, when it comes to hostile envy, you can't quite see the wood for the trees. What you are seeing through your own subjective and insecure lens is someone who maybe doesn't deserve the success they've had. You might think someone just got lucky or you'll find some other reason to minimise their success in your own mind in a bid to prevent yourself from feeling inferior. You might even do so in a bid to make yourself feel superior. Whichever type of envy you experience, neither is particularly favourable and they are mentally draining and anxiety inducing. They encourage a culture of negative one-upmanship where someone, either you or the person with whom you'll be comparing yourself, will always come out on the bottom. Though your apparent similarities to someone may have triggered your social comparison behaviours and your subsequent feelings of envy, it's actually got nothing to do with the person in question or the success that they're enjoying at all. That's all irrelevant. And you'll know this to be true if you've ever observed your thoughts during one stint of scrolling on Instagram. You'll find yourself comparing yourself with countless people. I am active obviously on social media, but I really do believe it has amplified our experience of social comparison to the nth degree. I believe it's about the meaning you have chosen to glean from the other person's success. It's how you make sense of it. It's what this success says to you about you and where you're currently at. That's what it is for me anyway. And whatever conclusions you arrive at, you could be pretty much guaranteed they're going to be skewed and entirely unreliable. My own social comparison monster has been known to bubble up on occasion and when it does it seems to yo-yo haphazardly between hostile and depressive envy. To be honest it's reared its head in so many moments in my adult life that I should probably give it a name from here on out. So I'm going to go with Meredith named after the chief antagonist Meredith, Meredith Blake in the Lindsay Lohan movie The Parent Trap. Obviously if you haven't seen it what are you doing with your life? So when Meredith strikes, I'll pick up the phone and relay her very bitter message to my friend Jo. She is someone who I really do not mind showing the ugliest parts of myself to and we should all have someone like that in our lives. To give you an example, I would say to her, oh my god, Jo, am I a bad person because I saw so-and-so post about this and it made me feel both resentful and bad about myself? I cringe even just saying this, but let me tell you about the knee-jerk feeling of toxic envy I've had in the past when someone I knew posted on social media about an anxiety book that they said changed their lives, a book that everyone should read, a book that wasn't mine. My first book, Owning It, as you know, is all about anxiety, and to my own detriment, I, I look upon it as a firstborn child. Knowing Meredith better than I do, Jo got straight to work, helping me to box her in before she could wreak too much havoc. Jo said, no, you're not a horrible person for feeling this way. First of all, we all have a Meredith inside of us. Most of us just keep her a secret, whereas you vocalise everything. Second of all, you think you're having ill feelings towards that person and their book, but what you're actually having are ill are ill feelings towards yourself, which is no good thing either. Their success is making you feel bad, not about them, but about you okay, that makes sense, but why does it make me feel bad about myself? When I took a moment to unpack this ugly and automatic response a little bit further, I could admit that yes, I did feel threatened and insecure. I felt jealous and envious all at once. And because I felt threatened, my response was a self-defensive desire for this poor person's book to fail. I don't even remember what book it was or who it was. If someone else had told me that this book was actually crap and that I needn't worry, I would honestly have felt better. And yes, I'm feeling like such an arsehole for saying this out loud. Joe was right though. It had nothing to do with the book or the person who wrote it. It could have been anybody in any book. It was affecting me because I felt that success in this particular area was somehow finite and that if this other book was doing well, it would mean that mine would suffer and that's jealousy. And I wanted the success they were currently enjoying, which is envy. 
There's only so much room for books about anxiety, I thought, as if there's only one success pie in the whole world and that we're all clamouring elbows out for our piece. I felt that it would take from me, that it would send me back and mean my book wouldn't have had its fair chance to flourish. I even felt that if this book was so apparently good, it had to mean that mine, by comparison, was not. Ridiculous as it sounds to say it out loud, thanks to a cocktail of social comparison, jealousy and envy, complete with a dash of imposter syndrome, this was what I truly believed. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. On top of this, I also had to acknowledge that despite my best efforts in recent years, I was still slipping into old habits of attaching my feelings of worthiness and of being good enough to external factors such as professional success, which is something that is always going to fluctuate and be outside of my control. It's okay to want the validation of the people you care about. That will be important to you. It's also okay to care a lot about your professional endeavours. But when it comes to your self-worth, these should not be determining factors. We need to remind ourselves once in a while to derive our self-worth from internal factors, which are things that we can control ourselves. So for example, more helpful measures of our self-worth might include how we treat other people, living with integrity and self-respect, honouring our core values, working to the best of our ability at whatever we take on, our personal satisfaction at life and the quality of our relationships. Of all the truths that I explore in my latest book, Naked, this one is probably the one I found most difficult to embrace. So let's say it again, but this time we will pause for dramatic effect. Another person's success does not take from yours. It sounds simple, it sounds obvious even. Well, sure, if you're a perfectly well-adjusted, fully functioning human, but I cannot claim to know too many of them. The thing is, while I write these words and I say these words and I know that it makes sense in my rational mind, really believing it for myself or more specifically getting my inner oppressor to believe it is no easy task. Why is that? The answer is that I have a zero-sum game mentality. When I really began to cross-examine these negative feelings and behaviours, I realised that it all comes down to one specific thing, one belief. The reason I was experiencing all of these nasty feelings and grappling with these unhelpful thoughts, and why you might be too, is because I was perceiving the world as a zero-sum game. In other words, if she or he wins, I lose. And if we decide that someone winning or having success means we're losing out, then jealousy or envy and all of those nasty social comparison side effects will surely rise to the fore. 
Again, don't feel bad about this. It's all very normal and it's so easy to slip into. As Dr. Leahy further explains, when we operate within a zero-sum game mentality, we'll have a hard time not being the winner. Typically, this is a mentality we experience as children when we're playing games, but it can absolutely spill over into our adult lives too if we're not aware of it. And much like kids in a playground, Leahy explains, we often feel better about ourselves if we, you and the person with whom you're comparing yourself, both lose, whatever your perception of losing or failing is, than if one loses and the other wins. Does that make sense? So why do we subscribe to zero-sum game beliefs? Yep, this goes back to evolution again. Here we have yet another thing we experience in our contemporary lives that we can trace right back to our earliest times. We're still dealing with that old brain in a modern environment. The more I thought about the zero-sum game mentality, the more I correlated it with the fear of scarcity. We fear that opportunities are limited. We are motivated to pursue things and essentially to win based on this fear. This was useful back in hunter-gatherer times when opportunities for food and shelter and the very things that we depended on for our survival were quite literally scarce. The struggle was real. We needed to act on opportunities that presented themselves to us because if we failed to seize them, our survival would be in question. This might also explain why we became so competitive in the first place. Someone else's success could well have meant our misfortune or vice versa. The fear of scarcity was valid back then and it's been relevant throughout history during times of famine or war, but today it's less of an issue. Though our survival is not necessarily in question when it comes to professional or romantic success, for example, the primitive part of our brain still reacts as though it is. In fact, survival is really all your brain ever cares about. And then, of course, envy pops up. We might not be aware of it or identify it as a fear we experience, but it's likely at play in your subconscious thanks to our evolutionary conditioning. Instinctively, we apply the same fear of scarcity and the same survival of the fittest logic to modern day opportunities. We want what others have because we need resources to survive, not just comforts in order to thrive. Is there a solution? I think solutions to the scourge of social comparison have been well explored in behavioural psychology, but beyond telling yourself that you're on your own journey... Thank you for that problem solving Pinterest or stopping yourself from scrolling your social media feed, which isn't always feasible. Not a lot has really stuck. Sure, we can physically remove the temptation to compare by limiting our social media usage. And I must say that the mute button on Instagram has been a huge help for me, out of sight, out of mind. But these techniques are slapping a temporary plaster on your social comparison tendencies and they're not helping prevent it in the first place. So we need to dig a little deeper. One thing I'm a big advocate of is temporal comparison and it's a great alternative to social comparison and it's one that I've delved into in previous books and I've certainly referenced it in previous episodes. It's where we swap our comparison with others for a comparison with ourselves alone. So you take yourself of today and you compare it to yourself of the past or you imagine yourself in the future. This keeps things relative to you and your circumstances alone. You become your own yardstick, putting the blinkers on when it comes to everybody else and instead honing in on where you are, where you've been and where you want to be, figuratively speaking. You bring your attention to the only thing you can selfly rely on, and that's your own progress, which you then detach from everyone else. What I've since realised, however, is that for temporal comparison to really work and become more than just a nice idea, we have to ask ourselves why we struggle with this in the first place. The answer I would offer lies in the self-excavation of your feelings, behaviours and beliefs. By identifying whether or not you're living your life through a zero-sum game lens and then, this is the clincher, the conscious dismantling of this incredibly unhelpful belief that is, in my opinion, at the core of all unhealthy social comparison. Only then can we really accept and believe the truth that someone else's success does not take from ours. 
So now we understand why the zero-sum game mentality is an issue. This is good. It means we have something tangible on which to focus, where positive change might actually occur and make our lives a little bit easier and bring down our anxiety. In order to stop operating within this debilitating mindset, my first port of call would always be my old reliable friend, cognitive behavioural therapy. With CBT, you bring your attention to the thoughts, feelings and behaviours that keep you stuck in this particular worldview. Writing a journal is particularly helpful as a practical way to begin tracking your automatic thoughts and how they make you feel. As we've explored, the thoughts might revolve around, okay, this person has got this amazing new job and I am unsuccessful compared to her. You may feel sadness, anxiety, anger, jealousy, envy, and then shame about the envy and discouragement. The behavior as a result of these thoughts and feelings might be to give up on something that you're working on, to withdraw yourself from your efforts because they seem futile when compared to the other person. Or it could be to say something mean about the other person. Ask yourself, maybe in your journal, what your thoughts and feelings are the next time you feel that someone else's success takes from yours. It might not be so obvious as to ruin your day, but it could be a little negative niggle while scrolling social media. Then ask yourself how you acted on these thoughts and feelings and do this without judgment. You can write these all down privately as opposed to printing them in a book or recording them for a podcast for millions of people to listen to. Just observe where your thoughts are at, what narrative they're feeding you. This is your starting point and it should come easy to you. When that part's done, gently... It's time to switch tactic and, as my editor so eloquently once said of my perpetual self-doubt, bulldoze right through it. This is the part of the parent trap when they get their own back on Meredith and send her packing on an air mattress into the middle of a lake. So, are these thoughts accurate? Do they have any basis in reality? Be tough on your thoughts here. They're distorted, though you might not yet believe it, and they're doing you no favours. Write down a more measured, reasonable alternative to your original thoughts and lead with fact, not opinion. For example, this person has got this amazing new job. This does not change anything about where I'm at or what I'm doing. The all or nothing thoughts have been so automatic for so long and they'll keep coming, but you don't have to opt into them. You can choose to decide that while you hear them, you no longer have to believe them. Remember, it's a narrative that your mind is feeding you. It's not necessarily the truth. Ultimately, by doing this, you're working towards dismantling your existing belief that someone else's success takes from yours and replacing it with the truth that says someone else's success does not take from yours. So that is a little taster from Naked and the exploration into jealousy and envy and the fear of scarcity um i go into even more detail in the book itself so if you want to hear more or to read more go and find the book um and thank you as always for listening i appreciate every single one of you hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, You can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. 
Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access a full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.